Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Uh, we're speaking with Dan Pallison today, and uh, I'll give you a quick background on this. I heard uh, Dr. Dan Pallison, I should say, was on a program. He has a radio show nationally, and I heard some of his uh, responses. There's two folks on that show, and I was really impressed with how Dan uh, referred to money scripts and some of the things around money that holds us back. And Dan's in the in the wealth management business, but most of the, what I heard from him was really less about wealth management, more about just money and scripts. And so we talk about that a lot on the podcast. So Dan, welcome to the show. Oh, so happy to be here, Bill. I've, I've got a, a compliment to pay to you and I need to be careful with how I word it because uh, I want to say you've got an amazing voice for radio. I, I love listening to you. I, I love your voice. I know if you say if you have a face for radio, that's an insult, but yeah. for you, uh, I really enjoy uh, listening to you. And I, I think you're on the right spot being behind a microphone. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so when I heard you, you were talking about money scripts and, and I want to, I want to dive uh, deeply into that, uh, at least to start with. And, um, tell, tell me what you, you've worked with people for a lot of years and you've seen this thing come up and it probably comes up in different ways, but just give me a general definition you would have of what is a money script and, and maybe how it impacts us as we go through life in our businesses or in our management of our wealth. Just uh, just riff a little bit on that. Yeah, sure, sure. A money script uh, is just like you know an actor would read a script, and the script would dictate the flow of the movie or the show or the play that they're a part of. And so we have these scripts. Uh, around money that have been uh, written into our DNA at a very early age. Um, this has been researched. I mean, there's a lot of backing behind this idea of money scripts. And, and what we are finding out is that our experiences around money or the messages we receive a, a, about money at a very early age stay with us through our entire lives. So you can look at our financial behaviors as adults, as older adults, and oftentimes trace it back to these scripts that are playing out unconsciously or subconsciously around money because of the experiences that we had or didn't have or conversations we had or didn't have around money at a very early age. So a money script is simply what's wired into our DNA about money and how does it play out in our lives. The hideous part of that is the subconscious nature of it, because it would be easy to say, oh, well, I know why I do that because of this. But if it's beneath the radar screen, it doesn't give you a chance really to be even aware of some of these scripts. Fair? Oh, oh, very fair. Very fair. Yeah, a lot of my work with folks and 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 Bill, you shared I'm I'm a practicing wealth manager, financial advisor. Uh, I also have a background as a, a psychologist and a, a clinical psychologist. So I've I've been in in both worlds, money management, therapy, treatment, and 
a lot of times it's just about how can we make the subconscious conscious and and how you know can are, are we willing to look within ourselves to truly understand why we do what we do. And, and around money, there's a lot uh, that can be uh, uh, worked through if we're at least willing to look at what, you know, what is underneath the conscious uh, thoughts and, and actions there. So do we look at our actions? Like, let's just say that I've got a, let's say I've got a client who's in sales and they're a high, high achiever. They earn, let's just say 200,000 a year and they have a tremendous upside potential. Like they could earn 500,000 or, or whatever, whatever that is. And yet often those people, uh, don't do the things they need to do to get to that next level. And I'm, I often wonder, uh, and I love the fact that you have background in clinical psychology, but I often wonder, are, are, are we stopping ourselves there? And, and I, I have that same thing. Sometimes I get to the point where, you know, I'm doing pretty well, pretty comfortable. And then I think, well, wait a minute. Is that really the way I want to go through life comfortable? Because if I'm not growing, I'm not helping my clients. Mm -hmm. And what uh, what are some of the indicators that you might be, uh, you know, uh, tied up a little bit in this script? Are there some behaviors or results? What are some indicators? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're essentially identifying blocks, you know, blocks in our behaviors, money blocks, some self-sabotaging behavior when it comes to uh, limiting our potential, especially around money and earning. And and so I think a lot of uh, people might just look at the the present moment or circumstance, if someone's a high earner but has potential to earn more, what is getting in the way of them taking that next step? Um, you know, you might argue, well, it, it, to take the next step would add more stress in their lives currently, and they know that consciously or subconsciously, so maybe they're limiting themselves. But I would argue, go back further or encourage that person to go back further into their psyche, into their earlier experiences around money, their childhood. So, so back to this idea of money scripts, um, the, the, our childhoods, our, our environments really shape us. And so, you know, is this individual, did they grow up in a household where their parents didn't talk about money and the message that they received or internalized was, you know, money is, is bad or money is embarrassing or money is something I shouldn't, you know, pursue, or, or maybe they had, uh, they grew up in a, in a neighborhood that, that sort of shamed people that had money. There was almost some virtue and well, we don't have money. And so to, for, to grow up and to have high earning potential, you may be battling unbeknownst to you and your consciousness, you may be battling some of these scripts that, that go back to the subconscious conscious that are playing out where, you know, money is bad or money is evil or, or people that pursue money are greedy and, and therefore wrong. And so we need to identify some of these uh, inner beliefs that we have in order to be set free from them and, and take the next step. Yeah. Do you think, uh, I, I've heard a lot, read a little bit lately about the generational aspect of things like this. So it might not be my dad that put in uh you know, misbeliefs about money, but it could have been his dad or his grandfather. How, is there any generational aspect to it or nah, it's pretty much your parents, your parents or the people around you as you're in your formative years, they're the ones that really set the stage. 
Well, we're certainly seeing money scripts are being passed down by generations. And so your parents were shaped by their parents, then they were shaped by their parents. And so that does reach you. Um, but but parents certainly have uh, a major role uh, in in a child's life. But it's not just the parents; it's their environment, it's their neighborhood, it's their school, it's their zip code. Uh, it's just it's just who had an impact on them uh, early yeah. on. Uh, and so certainly the beliefs of grandparents uh, will still shape that individual because that's that's the environment that they're growing up in. Yeah. What about the? Uh, sometimes I find in in my coaching is that people are a little afraid to talk about money like price. So I've got a, let's say I've got a software consultant and their solution is a hundred thousand dollars, let's just say. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there is a, uh, when do I bring it up? Do I bring it up? If I bring it up too early, I'm not going to, you know, they may, I may blow them out of the water. If I bring it up too late, they may have, um, I always say, be willing to talk about money at any time. But I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of times the reason we don't is because we have attached to the conversation around money kind of drama and Mm -hmm. and, uh, what are they going to think of me kind of stuff. What what advice would you have in the, this is not about income now, this is just in talking about Mm -hmm. money. How do we make it more comfortable? And if we're not comfortable, does that say something about our subconscious? Yeah. And I've heard you talk about this uh, in past episodes about being comfortable uh, with with adding value or being confident, I should say, in adding value and and the price that you pay for your your goods or services reflect that. And so having some confidence in your price. But when do you introduce it? I mean, let's be honest, a lot of us, it is uncomfortable to talk about money. That's that's the elephant in the room. But but when you boil it down to each person, there's different reasons why that might be uncomfortable. And so so there there's some different uh, money scripts or money patterns that play out in people's lives. I mean, someone might be more money avoidant where they just, like I shared before in the example, they just, there's a, a, some belief that just money is bad or the pursuit of money is bad, or there's something inherently wrong with someone who is is seeking money. They, they might feel like they're, they're being greedy by having a higher price point. And so of course that's going to play out in, in their hesitancy to talk about pricing. Yeah. Um, for others, there's other motivations behind money. There's other ways that these scripts can play out. Uh, there's a, a script that's identified that's called the money worship script. And what that means is I have this belief, it's kind of the opposite of money avoidance, that money is money will solve all my problems. And if, again, subconsciously, if I have this belief that if I can just get a little bit more money, then my life will be okay. Well, my goodness, you can understand the pressure that you're putting on yourself in that sales call around price and around money, because it's not just about making the sale in the moment. It's about, am I going to be okay? Am I going to have enough? Is my life going to be good? Uh, another one, and I'll, I'll end with this one. And another one is money worship, uh, or excuse me, money status. Money status is, it's also a pursuit of money, but it's it's less about money will bring me joy in and of itself, but it's it's others will see me as successful. And again, you can see the layers of pressure that we put on ourselves if if we're seeking success and financial success to prove ourselves to others. And so I, I just go back to there's so much good to be done by doing that inner work of identifying what are these early money messages that continue to play out in our lives. And I think if you have a good grasp of that, it's not necessarily that it will change for you. You may always revert to back to that money script because it's within you. But if you have some awareness of it, you can understand why you might be feeling uncomfortable or have some blocks in the moment. 
Yeah, good. Uh, we're talking with Dan Pallison today. And uh, as I said earlier, I heard Dan on a radio show and really liked uh, some of the comments that he made and some of the insight. Final question, what should, you know, if we think about our relationship with money, whether it's income or whether it's discussion of money with prospects or clients or anybody, what is a, what would, how would you uh, depict a good, healthy relationship with money? What, how would you describe if you have a good, healthy relationship with money? Here's what it looks like. How would you answer that? That's a, yeah, that's a phenomenal question. I love that question. I, I think taking some time to visualize your ideal life, not just around money, but just in general, what what kind of life do you want to live? What kind of legacy do you want to leave? If, if you're a family individual, what, what sort of impact do you want to have on your spouse, on your kids, on your grandkids? And just have a, a, have a clear-cut vision of who you are, who you strive to be, and then an honest conversation you know, with others or with yourself around where does money fit into that? Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of us you know, obviously are striving to earn a living and, and earn a comfortable living. And, and there's some, uh, there's some luxuries that come with earning money. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, money is so central to so many aspects of our lives. We, we live in a day and age where you don't have access to food or water or shelter or medical care if you don't have money. And so there's, uh, coming to grips with that and understanding the role that money can play in the life that you're desiring to live. I think is so crucial. And so, so again, not just reacting every day to the opportunities that are in front of you, but taking a step back and having more intentionality around what are your goals? How does money fit into that? And, and how can you merge the two in a healthy way? And, and I'll end with this. I, I, I'm, there's certainly ways to, uh, where we can be over, uh, focused or consumed by money in an unhealthy way. So that certainly can play out. Um, in negative ways in people's lives. But I do think more often than not, uh, we, so so in our culture, in our society, we shy away from conversations around money, again, because it could be impolite or we don't want to impose our beliefs on others or whatever it may be. But I, I do think we need to get better about just being more open with money and our relationship with money and, and what works well for us and, and what we're learning and what what our mistakes have been and, and being more open and sharing sharing that with with ourselves and with others. With ourselves primarily. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. about that. You know, just let's take the let's take all the negative stuff away from it and let's just think about what it is and how to have a good relationship with it. We've been talking with Dr. Dan Pallison today. And uh Dan is uh can I say you're with creative Wealth yeah, management, absolutely. Okay. With yeah. creative wealth management, how can people uh, follow you online uh, or either a podcast or uh, social media? Yeah, yeah, I have social media channels. Uh, so if you just look up Dan Pallison or Doctor Dan Pallison, you'll find me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, my website is drpallison.com. So that's a way to connect with me and, and kind of see what I'm doing. I I speak. I'm I'm a wealth manager. Um, I do financial therapy and coaching as well. So if you want to connect with me, that's a good place to to go. Awesome. Dan, thank you so much for your time today. This has been really good. We need to maybe do this again in six months or so. And uh, uh, you've added a lot of value to this conversation. So I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bill. This was a lot of fun.